Learning and mastering hand lettering can be incredibly overwhelming and frustrating. However, a proven framework can help you see real progress, populate your portfolio with standard work, attract paid assignments, and become your source of income. And you don't need fancy equipment and millions of tools to do it. What you do need is the right guidance and like-minded people to keep you accountable along the way. Thankfully, this lettering masterclass is designed to provide you with that. In case we haven't met, my name is Martina Flor. I'm an award-winning lettering artist, author of the book, The Golden Secrets of Lettering, educator and private coach to several lettering artists that are thriving with their art. During this session, I will be sharing best practices for mastering the art of hand lettering. Elias Prado, our senior designer and co-instructor, will also be joining forces and together we will help you cut through the noise and provide you with the frameworks that you can start applying in your practice today and see results. At the end of the masterclass, I will be announcing the relaunch of the lettering seminar as a community powered course. And you will get an open window to some of that training during this session and a special deal for the program in case you would like to go deeper and invest in your career as a lettering artist. During this training, you will find the one thing you need to gain momentum and finally go from amateur to pro, the mistakes that all aspiring lettering artists need to avoid if seeing real progress in your work is what you want. The one thing that differentiates successful lettering artists from the rest of mortals and that you can have too. And the one thing that is stunting your growth and that you will find by joining this masterclass. Besides this, I will show you how to put your foot in the door as a professional lettering artist and turn your passion into your livelihood. Don't miss out on this free masterclass with me and a chance to get into the lettering seminar, our community power program early and with a special deal. Sign up below. See you in the training. Welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flor, and I'm excited to be recording a new solo podcast this week. All about when are you ready to start making money with your skills? How do you know that you're ready to go from amateur to pro? And I want to tell you that last week we released an episode where I spoke about how to develop confidence as an artist, which is very, very related to what we are going to touch on uh, on this episode. And in that last episode, episode number 89, I share with you a few tips and things that you can do to develop confidence as an artist, even if you're just starting, even if you're not working as an artist yet. Um, and even if you are already making money with your skills and with your art, uh, I think that, um, that those techniques, those tips, uh, implementing them in your life will can only bring positive um, results, right? Um, so go check it out. It's episode number 89. Today, I wanted to touch on a frequently asked question among my students and members, which I know that many of them are listeners of this podcast, which is, when are you ready to go from amateur to pro and start making money with your skills? Um, so many of our members and uh, and students, they come into our academy, specifically uh, uh, into my signature program, the lettering seminar, because they want to, they want to get better at doing lettering, and they want to master the skills, the skill, right? They want to really become um, 
become really skillful at this. And I think um, at the end of the day or behind the, 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 the wish or the desire of getting better um, at what they do is the one or the, the next step will be, okay, how can I start making money with this, right? How can I turn this that I'm doing really good into my livelihood? Right. So that that will be like kind of like a natural steps that a step that all of our students make. They first focus on their work, on on, on, on mastering the skill of hand lettering. And then when they feel confidence, which is something that uh, I spoke about in the previous episode, and they, they develop confidence through through the their work, um, they start wondering, OK, now that I have confidence in my skills, now that I can see results, that now that I can see that I'm doing really good work, how can I start? Um, how can I start making money with this, right? How can I turn this one thing? And when I, when I say making money with this, it's not just about making money. They just they just wonder, and I was in that place as well. They just wonder, okay, how can I turn this? two, three hours that I dedicate per, per day to do uh, my lettering work, which I really enjoy and I really love, how can I turn that into my whole day, right? How can I turn that into my work? So today we're going to start, uh, we're going to start by seeing some of the things, you know, what what is it uh, to be an amateur? What is it, what it means to be a pro? And what are some of the steps that you can follow? to go from amateur to pro, to go from doing that thing that you love doing two or one hour a day to do it full time and get paid for it, right? So that is that is like a big process and it's a big transformation. And what I cannot promise in this, in this uh, episode is that you will get that done right after you listen that episode, right? But these are just small, my shifts that you can start doing to go from amateur to pro. And this is such a hot topic. Uh, this is such an important topic that uh, I will be offering a free training about this next week on Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Um, so we will be sharing a roadmap essentially to, to make that transition to how do you go from amateur to pro with your lettering skills. And that day I will be also opening registrations uh, for the lettering seminar. We are relaunching the lettering seminar, which is my signature program, uh, but we're relaunching it as a community power course that day. So if you want to join, if you're interested in the lettering seminar, um, I would recommend you to join that free training. If you're not interested in the lettering seminar, I will recommend you to, to join that free training. Um, anyways, I think it will uh, give you, uh, it will provide really insightful um, tips or uh, steps that you can you can use to go from amateur to pro. Um, so let me just share with you the link to join the masterclass is martinaflor.com slash masterclass. Uh, this masterclass is free or is for free and you can sign up from wherever you are in the world because we are going to do it uh, online and it's going to take place at 9 a.m. Eastern time if you are in the Americas or uh, 3 p.m. if you are in Europe, right? So again, the link to join the masterclass 
on how to go from amateur to pro with your lottery skills, go to martinaflor.com slash masterclass, masterclass to sign up. So back to the topic of today's episode. Going from amateur to pro, how do you do that, right? When are you ready? But first, let's define what is amateur and what is pro. Let's start with amateur. And there's a couple of definitions of what amateurs amateur is. Number one is a person who is incompetent or inept at a particular activity, which is kind of like the, the bad way or the bad application of the world. You know, when, when someone is doing something in a sketchy way, we will say like, oh, you're such an amateur or uh, you're doing this, you're doing this the wrong way. You're such an amateur, right? Now there's a, a second definition, which is, um, which is more positive, which is a person who engages in a pursuit, especially a sport or on, on an unpaid rather than a professional basis. So the unpaid, um, the unpaid aspect to it is kind of like the definition of amateur, right? Doing something um, in, in a certain pursuit or dedicating some time to something, um, but not being paid for it, right? Now, the definition of pro is of, or professional is a person engaged in a specific activity, which is more or less the definition of amateur, as a main paid occupation rather than a pastime, right? Which is, which is really reassuring as a definition because it means that it depends a lot on how you approach, um, how you approach that craft or how do you approach that, that, that one activity that you do, right? And it doesn't depend so much on whether you have uh, accreditation for it or you have a certain degree or someone enables or allows you or uh, approves that you do that, right? So it depends a lot on your attitude towards the work, right? And I think that getting paid for your work also has to do with how you approach the thing that you do and how you stand up for it and how you show up in the world in a way that you um, that you recognize, recognize uh, the value that your work has and therefore you charge for it, right? And in a way, in a way, charging for your work or not is really a matter of actually doing it, right? Of course, it's easier said than done, but of course you have to find the people that you can help with your work. I always speak about this overlap, finding that overlap between what you love doing and what other people want from you, uh, right? And this is this is where you can build a thriving business doing what you do. And I want to tell you this this little story about um, a person I used to work for. When I when I moved to Berlin, I wanted to um, and I started my career as a letter artist. I wanted to learn a little bit from the inside how it was to work in typography, right? So I engaged into an internship. And I took an internship in a type foundry here in Berlin uh, that is called Lucas Fonts. Uh, Lucas Font. Lucas Fonts. Lucas Fonts, for sure. <laughs> and and he was um, Lucas, who is the owner of this type foundry. I learned a lot from him, not only from the craft, but also to see how how a, a type business looked like, right? And I remember that once I asked this question to him, which was, 
Okay, Lucas, when did you start calling yourself type designer? When do you know that you are no longer a student and you are a type designer? And he replied to me, well, I guess when I started getting paid for it, right? So I think that I think that the moment in which you start getting paid for your work is the moment in which you also, as an artist, start um, understanding that your work has a value, that your work, as I always say, that your work helps other people um, and that your work helps others sell their products and tell their stories and communicate whatever they want to communicate, right? And you charge for it because it brings that values to companies, to, um, to your customers, to your clients. Um, and because it brings that value, you need to be, or you will be compensated for creating that work, right? So why is this important? Why is going from amateur to pro important? Um, and why are we dedicating, or am I dedicating one full episode of this podcast to speak about this because yes you can do something because it is fun and that's totally fine but i believe that this is not what you're here for right this is not why uh why you chose to listen to this podcast episode you are here because you're thinking of doing that leap because you really want to take that next step that has to do with hey i have the skill, I have invested a lot of time into developing this skill. I want to start seeing what is the real impact that I can do with this skill, with my work in the world. How can I help other people with my work, right? And this is why this is important to you, right? And this is why I am dedicating a podcast episode to, to help you do that transition or to at least put you in motion or set you in motion towards doing that transition, right? And I remember that personally, as I started doing this transition or I, when I started dedicating a fair amount of time into improving my skills um, and getting better at, at my craft, um, I kept, in a way, I had this vision of myself doing professional work as a learning artist, right? So I, I picture, I always picture myself um, doing that at the end of the day, right? So um, I thought, or I, I, it felt like the one thing that I was aiming for, and therefore all this effort, all, all this time investment um, that I was putting in would have eventually, a, or would pay off eventually because I would be able to do, um, to work as a lettering artist, to do, to turn those two hours, three hours that I that I uh, that I was using to do lettering in a day into my full full time work, right? So that was the the like the the carrot that I had in front of me as I was investing time into improving my skills, which is, as you may know, it is hard. It is hard to stay motivated. Um, at doing something repeatedly because this is you know this is the thing that will um that would keep you moving forward with your skills doing it repeatedly doing it over and over and i think something that is really hard for those that are just starting is that they still don't have 
those client assignments. They still don't have those deadlines to hit. They still don't have that other people waiting for their work on the other side, right? So it's really hard to stay motivated because if you don't do it, no one will miss it, right? Um, at least in this stage of your career, right? Where you are still developing your skills. And I don't know exactly in which stage you are right now, um, but if you're just starting, I know how it is. I know that sometimes it's really hard to stay motivated because it's like, well, no one is wait waiting for my, for my work. Uh, if I don't finish it, no one will complain. So how do you stay on track um, doing that, um, practicing every day or creating every day uh, so that you can achieve the level of skill that you want to achieve, right? So the opportunity to be able to turn that into your livelihood down the road, for me, was always something to look forward to. Um, in fact, in my program, the Learning Seminar, we engage our students to create one portfolio piece. And we do that for a purpose. We do that because by having them look at, or by having them picture that moment in which they put up a portfolio out there, in which they build up a portfolio that looks professional and that can help them um, attract paid client assignments, they stay on track. They, they see a purpose in that practice. They see a, a purpose in that lettering piece that they will create throughout the program. And they are looking forward to put that lettering piece out there because they know the consequences of that, right? Or they are looking forward to the consequences of putting their best lettering uh, work out there, right? So here are a few strategies that you can use to go from amateur to pro. First, work on your portfolio. Your portfolio is your presentation card and it's the one thing as I mentioned in, in the previous episode where we spoke about developing your skills as an artist, your portfolio is the one living proof that you are moving forward with your skills, that you are doing great work, that whatever you did in the two years ago, you can do much better now. And it's the one source of confidence for, a, um, for an artist, right? So work on your portfolio. Every piece that you do, Try to think of how that piece can help you build your portfolio of work because eventually your portfolio of work is the one that will help you attract client assignments, right, as an artist. So if you think of every piece of work as that one piece that is going to help you build up that portfolio, then you always keep in mind that carrot right like that the carrot that will eventually help you turn those two hours as i said before those two hours of practice or those two hours of making um work or creative work that you have now in a day into your full-time job or your 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 entire day right so number one work on your portfolio that is your presentation card that is the one thing that you can control, as I always say, uh, and that is one thing that you can really, um, if you focus on it, you can really see progress throughout time. If you focus for a, for a prolonged period of time in creating great work, you will see that whatever you did um, two months ago or that 
that piece of work that you did two months ago uh, and you compare it with a piece of work that you did today, you will see a huge, uh, a huge leap if you really engage into creating work consistently, right? So number one, the strategy is to go from amateur to pro. Number one, work on your portfolio. Build your portfolio of work. Number two, have someone to model or to guide you. And I remember, I remember that when I started with lettering. So I, I started doing lettering on, and I have, I have spoken about the, the, my journey as a lettering artist um, many times in this podcast. But if you're listening to this podcast for the first, for the first time, um, so when I started doing lettering, I started like many of us, uh, do uh, uh, as many lettering artists and illustrators do, which is drawing and doing that on my free time, right? I had my day job. I would do, I would com come back from my day job and I would just draw. And, um, and at some point I decided to, uh, to double down on my skills and really go deep into the subject, I saw that there was something there for me, and I um, I engaged in a, or I signed up for a, for a one year course in type design, which was the closest to learning letter design that I could aim for at that moment. There was no other specific course in lettering, so the the one the closest thing to do that was this. Um, this type design course. And um, I remember that when I was there in this one year that I dedicated to, to learn, um, I had a workshop, a two days workshop with Ken Barber. Ken Barber is a kind of like a celebrity of lettering and he has been there for, for a long time. Um, and he's gonna be in the podcast in a few episodes from, from now. I'm not exactly sure right now in which episode, but it's coming, so wait for it. And I remember that um, that was, we had this workshop with him, um, and essentially what we did is to create a lettering piece during that workshop. And I remember that, you know, up until then, I had been doing a lot of different experimentations with with letters. So I, ha I had uh, experimented with calligraphy, with coding to create letter forms, with vector drawing, with a lot of different things. But that was the one time where I did something that I was really proud of. I thought like, I want to do more of this, right? And as he also presented his work and he introduced us to what he did, I thought that was the first time that I said like, this is what I want to be doing. Right. And for me, that was really important because up until then, all of my teachers, all of the people that I was learning from, um, they were really accomplishing what they did. But I didn't imagine myself doing what they were doing. Right. Um, I, I didn't quite see myself doing that, their work. Right. So when I saw him and I saw the work that he was creating and the people he was working for and the kind of the motivation behind his work, I thought this is what I want to do. So. I could put a, a, a tag on it. I could put a label on it. Okay, I want to be a lettering artist, right? Because what he's doing, this is what I want to do. I, up until now, I didn't know exactly in which direction to go, what, you know, what, what, what tag to put on it. Uh, but at that time, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And modeling 
what he was doing or under, understanding that this was possible was really was really important to me and and from that moment on i keep i kept i kept an eye on other lettering artists uh, that were contemporary uh, to me at that time dana tanamachi eric marinovich who was also in this podcast jessica hish who will probably be in this podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna invite you soon jessica um so um modeling or seeing what what was possible for other artists or finding other models that were doing the things that I wanted to do was really important to me, right? So strategy number two to go from amateur to pro is to have someone to model or guide you, right? Number three, surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, I speak about this often, uh, I speak about the power of community often. I, I will probably be doing a, a a solo show or a solo podcast episode about this specific topic because I have learned so much about community and I have seen so often how much community has uh, has an impact on the results of our students inside our academy. In fact, we are um, now relaunching the Lorraine Seminar as a community power program just because we have seen how important it has been for our, our students to belong to a community of like-minded people. And when I look back, and now this, this, is, this is clear for me, and I can see it and I see how important it is to have, to be surrounded by the right people or by like-minded people. I didn't know about this before. I, it wasn't something really conscious to me, right? When I, but when I look back at my own story, I can, I can see how important it was for me to throw myself into a community of people who were already doing that thing that I wanted to do. And I remember that, you know, people often ask me, you know, whether they need to move cities in order to succeed because I personally move, um, I was born in Argentina, I moved to uh, to Berlin uh, and I started my my lettering career here um, and I'm often asked whether you need to to move countries in order to make it and actually I always say like well I mean for me you know when I started my business in lettering here in Berlin I wasn't necessarily working for, for, for German clients actually I was working for clients outside of Germany so actually being in Germany or not didn't make any difference to me but I think that when I look back, what what this had what this did for me is that I threw myself into a new environment. I threw myself into a new community, which which initiated a shift in me, right? Uh, so a mind shift, and also I threw myself into a community where there were already people doing um, making a living with uh, type design and and letter design and lettering well at that time there were there were not many lettering artists actually i think there were none uh, there were type designers in this community that i that i um that i came in when i moved to berlin um but it was really important for me to see to come to a place where i could see other people like okay they're you know this this people is just making a living with um 
with lettering design, which is what I want to do, right? So that was, when I look back at that moment, it wasn't very, um, very conscious. Uh, but now when I look back, I feel that that had a huge impact on me believing that I could do it as well, right? I thought, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. And this is why we inside my academy, we have stepped up to, or we have doubled down in the power of our community and we have, we are relaunching our, um, the lettering seminar as a, a community power program, right? And we will be doing that with all of uh, all of our programs, uh, our coaching program, and also we are creating something inside our community, which is which I cannot tell you about yet. Uh, it's going to be launched initially inside our community and only for our students, but I will probably tell you more about uh, down the road. So, number three, strategies to go from amateur to pro. Surround yourself with like-minded, like-minded people. Number four, start speaking about taking the plunge. Speak about the um, fact that you're gonna, you're thinking about this and that you want to do this and that you are actually uh, down the road uh, that you're gonna work as a lettering artist, an illustrator, a creative, right? Even if you're not doing it right now, start speaking about this. And I, I mentioned something similar uh, in the previous episode where I spoke about developing your um, your confidence. Um, I I share something uh, similar which had, which had to do with, yeah, start speaking about your passions. Start speaking about the fact that you do lettering and that you love it or that you do illustration, that you love it or that you do whatever it is that you do and that you love it and that you dedicated a lot of time. Um, so in this case, when you're thinking of taking the plunge to go from amateur to pro, uh, start speaking about that. Start saying, hey, you know, eventually I will be working as an illustrator. I will be working as a lettering artist, right? And I was, I am um, reading right now a book um, that is called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, uh, which is written by, I'm going to add it to the show notes, but it is a very interesting book that essentially puts together a lot of the sayings of Naval Ravikant, which is a business man and investor and he was saying that he was he is he is an entrepreneur an investor and he has his own business he has started and sold his own business and stuff and in the book um there is a passage of something that he said where he was mentioning that when he was working at a job he was telling everybody that this was just temporary that that because he was an entrepreneur, this job was just temporary, that he was there just just for the moment, just for the transition. He was he was going to go out there and start his own business. So after after a while, people uh, would come to him and tell him like, hey, you're still here. You told me that you were going to start your own business and you're still working at this job. Like what? You know, you told me that you were an entrepreneur. When, when are you going to start your own business? So at some point, um, he had to, you know, match his sayings with his actions, right? And he went for it. He started his own business and the rest is history, right? So, um, so and this is the same reason, for instance, um, 
behind me sharing often in this podcast that I'm writing a book because by telling you that I'm writing this book, I feel that I now need to um, need to match my sayings with my actions, right? So if I'm telling you, hey, I'm writing this book, then I'm hoping that you and other people will wait for me to actually publish that book, right? And that keeps me accountable. So this is a great strategy for you to finally make that um, make that plunge or that leap, right? To start speaking to other people about it, even if it's not real yet, even if it's not something that you're doing right now, right? But if you start speaking to other people uh, about it, they will keep you accountable. So again, strategies to go from amateur to pro. Number one, work on your portfolio. Your portfolio is your presentation card. So keep working on it, keep producing work, keep making progress on your skills. Number two, have someone to model or guide you. Look for someone who is there where you wanna be and have them guide you or find ways of finding out how they did it or what were the steps or the things that they are doing that are working for them. Number three, surround yourself with like-minded people. Throw yourself into a community of people who are on the same journey, people who will cheer you on, people who will not second guess your decisions, people who will tell you how great your work is or give you, give you a, a constructive uh, criticism, right? So join a community of like-minded people. And number four, start speaking about your transition from amateur to pro. Start making that one step of setting that milestone for you, right? Uh, say, tell other people that you're gonna do this. Tell other people that you're gonna launch your um, your solo business as an illustrator or as a lettering artist. Tell other people about your plans so that they keep you accountable, right? So I hope that these strategies help you at least start thinking about what are some of the mind shifts that you're start, you need to start doing to go from amateur to pro. Because if you're listening to this podcast, it's because or this, this specific episode is because you're probably interested into, or you're probably looking for ways in which you can turn those two hours, those three hours that you're dedicating to your craft nowadays into your entire day and your full-time job, right? So going from amateur to pro depends a lot more on you, on doing that mind shift um, of, you know, presenting your work in a way that looks professional, on speaking to other people about your plans, right? And that's great because it means that you can do it. You are in control of doing that and that's all you want for yourself. Now, if you want to go deeper into this topic, you can uh, sign up for my masterclass on February 21st at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. if you're in Europe. Um, in this masterclass, we are gonna uh, we're gonna go deep into uh, some of the the steps that you can follow to go from amateur to pro. So if you're into lettering, if you are creating lettering on a daily basis, if you are uh, trying to get better 
uh, in your lettering skills, then I recommend you to uh, join this, uh, this masterclass. Again, you can join the masterclass by going to martinaflor.com slash masterclass. It is totally for free. And, um, and you will get the workbook. If you join the masterclass, you will get, I will send you a workbook that you can, you know, so that you can write down some of the things that you learned throughout the masterclass and you get the best out of the time together. So again, the link martinaflor.com slash masterclass to join the masterclass for free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I hope that these strategies that I share with you today start you know, putting you on the right track to do that transition in, from amateur to pro. Have a great week and see you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast where you can see previous episodes find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.